0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Gundy's Thoughts. I am your host, Gundy, and these are my thoughts. So before we hop into the episode, I want to cover two things. Uh, First and foremost, thank you again to all my listeners for the support and encouragement and uh, just the continuation of listening to these podcasts and uh, spreading the word. So I really appreciate that. The second thing And this has nothing to do with the episode, but uh, I wanted to share one of the cool things that uh, I've been doing lately is I've been reading fictional books. And in the past, I haven't really been into the uh, fiction genre, um, more of a nonfiction history buff, but one of my good friends turned me on to uh, Listening to the Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. And I've got to tell you, it is probably, well, like I said, it's, it, it's really the only fictional books I've read, but it's, it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, if, if you're interested, the storyline is about this wizard. His name's Harry, and he lives in Chicago during the turn of the 21st century, and he advertises himself as a wizard someone to hire like a private investigator of sorts and the dresden files are a series of books i think there's i think there's maybe 19 now Uh, but each book is kind of like its own in case story Uh, so you don't have to necessarily start at book one although there is an overarching story in all of the books and uh it just follows uh follows harry in his adventures so uh, that's been something that I look forward to every evening uh, before I go to bed. I'll listen to uh, some of the book that I'm on, which I'm on uh, book five right now, and it's called The the Death Night, I think, uh, but highly recommend that if you are into that sort of thing. Now, um, hopping into the topic today, uh, we're going to be talking about video games. And the experiences video games bring, and some of my experiences that video games have brought. And uh, and I, I, bring, I bring up video games because it's something that I have been doing since uh, I think the first Sega Genesis came out. Uh, the, real, the real first game that I played was um, Sonic the Hedgehog. And shortly after, uh, I think the, PlayStation, the first PlayStation came out and I played a lot of racing games with my dad. Uh, we got the PlayStation 2 and so on and so forth. Uh, and I, I've been really playing video games for a while now. And I wanted to talk about the aspect of creating uh, real connections, really real meaningful connections in the world of video games. And before I get into that, just for some of the listeners that may, might not know uh, too much about video games, uh, I'm going to cover a little bit of history on that, and then we'll jump into, I've got two examples of making real world connections. So uh, in October of 1958, physicist William Higgin Botham Created what is thought to be the first video game and That was the simple tennis game similar to the classic 1970s video game pong and It was such a big hit during the open house there at Brookhaven National Laboratory uh, That it just kind of caught on and people started getting these crazy awesome ideas to program games fast forward to now 2020, the video game industry has exploded into a powerhouse raking in an estimate of $140 billion a year, with some of the top franchising topping out over $10 billion since their first game, which is just insane. Um, Some of those franchises include the Pokemon franchise, uh, since they've been around since 1996, and since have accumulated $90 billion. the uh, And of course, these are across all platforms, right? And uh, Mario, with $30.2 billion since 1981. The Call of Duty franchise has raked in over $17 billion since 2003. And I don't know if you remember, the Wii Sports uh, has since coming out in 2006, has raked in $14.8 billion. And of course, our beloved Pac-Man, since 1980, has raked in $14.1 billion. So this is a massive, massive industry. Today, however, the video game industry hasn't only made a name for itself in constant deepening in complexity, and graphical improvements, but in some real way have brought the world a little closer. The gaming culture has inspired programmers to create services like TeamSpeak and Discord that allow people to connect with others around the world via voice chat instantly. And with platforms like Valve's Steam, Electronic Arts Origin, and Ubisoft's Epic platform purchasing video games, nowadays is as easy as clicking two buttons. With an easy entry into the gaming world, and literally thousands of games to choose from, with many different kinds of games and several different genres, it's uh, hard to ignore the draw people see when looking at video games as a whole. On top of that, with the rise of YouTube and Twitch streaming capabilities, People can either review the newest games or play games at their leisure and make a comfortable living by allowing ads on their streams, and viewers are able to donate to their favorite gamers, which is pretty cool. Um, and and uh, one of the big gamers that has been around for a while now, uh, PewDiePie, he, he based be, uh, between his ads and his viewer support, he's like worth $20 million. Or something crazy like that. And he just plays games. He just streams games. Which is just insane to me. Uh, And one of the most important advancements. In this gaming technology. At least in my opinion. Has been the constant improvements of multiplayer games. And the experiences they bring. With classic games that paved the way. In massive multiplayer online games. Or MMO for short such as EverQuest Online and World of Warcraft. These games and many more have been the medium in bringing people together and specifically in those two games you can create a character or like an avatar uh, that interacts with the world and other players as well. And with the capabilities of in-game voice technologies and third party programs for voice communications people are able to create real world connections in a made up virtual world not all connections need to be made through mmos if that's not your cup of tea games like fortnite player unknown's battlegrounds the early days of daisy military simulators like squad hell let loose postscriptum or the ARMA series, arcade-style games like Call of Duty, Halo, and Overwatch, or action role-playing games like Diablo, Baldur's Gate, and Path of Exile have provided solid foundations for these real-world connections. And within those games, people will form clans or guilds. They'll, they'll form their own groups and play those games because those games allow more than just a few people to be on the same team. And people will, like I said, create their own teams. And in some of these games, actually in all of these games, they have uh, tournaments and usually with cash prizes at the end, which is, again, really, really cool. Um, Growing up, uh, video games wasn't... So growing up, video games were viewed for me as a pastime. Uh, It was just something to do, typically at night, Uh, similar to watching an episode of Survivor or The Simpsons or American Idol before you went to bed. Any additional playing video games, at least personally, was frowned on. You know, Saturday morning, no cartoons. Saturday morning is the day to work. And Sunday is family time. It was really only on the weekdays, I would say, or, you know, maybe Saturday night for me that, you know, playing games was, was good. And I mean, today, I'm, I'm not knocking you if you play games every single day, but personally, uh, I think that there's a time and place to play games. Um, and when I was at school, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, uh, I didn't really want to talk about playing video games because it was I've seen other people talk about video games and they always got made fun of for it and I didn't really have too many friends that were really into video games like I was so I didn't bring it up too much Uh, although uh, through the medium of video games I did have a couple uh, what are referred to as LAN parties where uh, you you bring You either bring or set up a bunch of Xboxes or laptops or something of that nature and you play on a local network against other people that's presumably in your living room or uh whatever. And some of those games that I did I played like that was uh Age of Empires and the Halo series, which to this day has probably been one of the coolest times. Uh like I did one for my birthday party, which was really, really fun. So now that you have a bit of a working understanding of video games, where it started and where it's at now, um, I wanted to share uh, two stories, uh, just personal stories that have enabled me to create these uh, real world connections through the medium of video games. So the first one, um, this actually happened to me last night um, I was playing a game called Star Citizen, and uh, Star Citizen is what is described as a MMO. It's a massive multiplayer online gaming world, and in Star Citizen, uh, you can do as a player whatever you'd like. You can, uh, it, it, it's a space simulator, so you can fly these ha- uh, futuristic spaceships from planet to planet or to moons. You can uh, do like trading routes you can uh, do player versus player or pvp where players attack other players um, and then there's also this ground component where you can come in and land on a planet and get out of your ship and explore the world around you and it's a very it's a very immersive game it's probably one of the most immersive games i have ever played so i'm playing this game last night and uh in the global chat, somebody types out. So the global chat is goes out to everybody, hence being global. Uh, and and the guy says, "Hey, does anyone want to meet me at this particular location and do a memorial for for my kitten who who just died?" And it's interesting because these things are real when when a famous youtuber or kind of a hero in a specific game specifically mmos uh like either the actual person who's playing the character dies or uh, the in-game character dies uh, just because that particular person had so much influence in the game or games that they played oftentimes you'll see these players these communities in those games come together uh virtually and almost almost like ha- have a funeral inside of a video game and that's that's really what this guy was kind of asking like like i understand having pets in the family like if you have a dog or a cat and one of those passes away it's like it's part of your family and a really sucks just to have that kind of ripped from, from your heart. And, and so it's, so anyways, this guy on global chat, uh, says, Hey, does anyone want to meet me at, at this location? My kitten of nine weeks old, uh, passed away a couple days ago and I wanted to do a a memorial. Well, I have two cats and I, I kind of really enjoy cats. So I type back, yeah, I'll be there. And, uh, I get over there to this location and we pick up these like in-game penguins and they have um, like a snowboard on the bottom of them. Like I said, this game's really immersive. You can go up to uh, these different, these different stands in the game and purchase drinks or burritos or, uh, in this case, a stuffed animal. And we pick up the stuffed animal and we go into his ship and we go off to, a really beautiful part of the planet that uh, that we were on. We get out of our ship and we place our two penguins down as kind of a memorial for, for this kitten, right? And this whole time, uh, because of the way the game's structured, uh, you everything is very... Immer- so every door that you go through, you have to manually open. Every computer you interact with, you have to manually scroll through and click on the things that you want. Um, It takes time to go from planet to planet. Um, It could take five minutes, it could take 15 minutes. On your way to a location, you can get raided. Uh, So by the time we get to this planet and we put down our little penguins, it had already been about an hour and a half uh, through this whole endeavor. So we get to this planet, this beautiful location, We put down these 2 penguin stuffed animals, and we do an emote, and both of our in-game characters sit down, and we weren't talking. And and at this point, it was just through text talking, and the game had some really kind of lovely piano music going in the background, and there were trees everywhere with oranges and greens and uh, yellows, and it was just a really cool kind of scene. Well, um, after, afterwards, he asked me to join his Discord, which Discord is a way to uh, communicate with other people using voice, voice chat. And so I hop in and I say, hey, how you doing? And this guy's in-game name was uh, Mark D. Jr. I pop in and I say, hey, Mark, how you doing? And he, like, it sounded like he was on the verge of tears which at this moment, I knew that this was actually really important to him. And he says, hey, Gundy, because that's my in-game name. He says, hey, Gundy, uh, just thank you. Thank you for coming along and and just doing this with me. It it means a lot to me. And this whole time, this whole two-hour endeavor, I was thinking man, I, I I just want to go to bed, or I, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, my wife's going to get home soon. You know, I'm trying to make up all these excuses as to why I want to log off the game. And come to find out, this guy was really, truly hurting in inside the game. And he kind of reached out, and just to have that real connection. Afterwards, like I said, I got to talk to the guy, and we're think we're friends in, in the game Star Citizen now, so we can reconnect at a later date. Um, you know, like, just sitting in your pain and your grief with someone else, even if it's not, even though someone's not physically there, you know, it helps, it helps uh, lighten the, the weight of the pain a little bit. And you see this a lot in video games, people won't openly talk about their depression or about how hard their life is in it, in video games or really just in general. And I would say a fair amount of people who play games, they're playing games to escape their life. They're playing games to escape the pain that circumstance or situations have been introduced into their lives that are that's bringing in the pain, and so they escape to these worlds that these amazing development teams have created just to forget about their real world uh, pain, and to, like I said, to to share that or or to have somebody there with you, you know, lightens the load a little bit, and uh, I think that that is an aspect of gaming. That is overlooked more times than not. The the second example is back in uh, June of this year, um, I started getting back into this game called Overwatch. And Overwatch is a team-based game where there are six players on each side and you're fighting over a specific objective does a singular objective and the way the game is structured is you have three roles and uh two players on your team fulfill those roles and those roles are like a healer um, a damage type unit and a tank or somebody to soak up all the damage And I started playing this game again, and I wanted to get connected with a few other like-minded people who also enjoyed playing Overwatch. And I ended up coming across this team uh, that competes in these online tournaments and stuff. And I joined, and uh, like I said, it's been six months, and I'm still part of this group. I'm still part of this Discord, and... uh, part of the reason why I love Overwatch, but also why I joined a team that is committed to playing this game uh, together, is one, I, I really wanted to meet new people. And and I have. I've met like 12, 14 people in which I don't know their real name. I don't know, uh, you know where they live or anything like that. But I know that they enjoy playing Overwatch, that they enjoy playing video games, and that is a common point that we share. And in playing those games, you start to get to know people's personality and you start to understand uh, what type of person each each of these people are. And the, uh, the other reason why is I really enjoy the aspect of camaraderie the idea of working together as a team to accomplish a singular goal and that's something that i've grown to miss during my time spent in the military um and and, you know playing overwatch has not only fulfilled that but has also like i said i I've, i've created real world connections where i I know these people and and now they're my friends and these people live both in the U S and in Canada. And I don't know. I just playing, playing a game and being able to connect on a personal level or as, as personal as you can get in a video game and having that real world impactful connection. Is probably one of the best things I love about video games. Now they now there's tons of video games out there for single player. Um, there like uh, there's um, just off the top of my head, there's like the Dark Souls uh, series. There's uh, like the Far Cry series. Um, I know Halo has a huge component based in story mode, even though it does have multiplayer. It has story mode. Um, games like uh, The Witcher, the first, second, and third Witcher. Uh, y- you know, there are games that you can play by yourself, but personally, I can't really play those games for too long because I just grow bored and I, I want and desire a connection within the medium of video games. That's why, that's why I always play multiplayer games. And, I mean, some excuse video games as being a time waster and in some cases, that may be correct, uh, but in other ways, it becomes a point of connection like I have been talking about uh, with people all over the world. S- and and honestly, some of the people who are playing these games are really quite brilliant people. Uh, and maybe because these certain individuals are maybe a little awkward or don't have many, fr- many friends in real life, this playing video games is one of the few mediums they have to have that interaction with others. And what comes to mind in all of this is the book and later the movie Ready Player One, where people can enter in to the virtual world and they can be whoever they want to be. They can do whatever they want and they make friends wherever they go. Now, I think that's just... I, like I said, I think that's just amazing. Um, so this, this uh, is actually going to be part one. Um, part two is going to come out next week where I uh, talk to some of my uh, friends that I've met on Overwatch. And... Just talk to them about their experience in playing video games and what the impact has been in their lives. So stay tuned for that one. And that is all I have for you today. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you like what you heard, please leave a five star rating and a comment. Doing so raises the visibility of this podcast and allows others to find this show. Gundy's Thoughts is available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and wherever else you get your podcast. You can follow me at Instagram, or rather on Instagram, at Gundy's Thoughts. That's G U N D Y S underscore T H O U G H T S. Remember to stay, uh, uh, be on the lookout for uh, a new episode every Monday. And if you have any questions or thoughts about the show, you can email me at Gundy's at Music is from the artist Blue Wednesday and the song used is called Serial Killer. And we will catch you in the next episode. Until then, have a great week.